All right, you guys know what that sound is. Ah, yes. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Thoughts from a Lawnmower, and I am your good-looking host, Will Rouser, and uh, today you notice that I have a a bit of a shortened uh, theme song intros because I'm going to try and make this one a a short podcast, Um, and as you know, as, as a time of uh, at the time that I'm recording this, it is uh, the eve of the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks on New York City. And there's going to be a bunch of, there's going to be a whole lot of uh, memorials and I won't say celebrations, but um, uh, remembrances, uh, looking back. On uh, 20 years ago, uh, these this horrific attack on the city of New York, the Twin Towers, and of course um, in uh, Washington D.C. on the Pentagon, and the almost the almost attack that would have happened on the Capitol building had not those brave souls took the took out the terrorists on I believe it was Flight 93 out of Pennsylvania, or at least they uh, they went down in a field in Pennsylvania. But uh, there's really not a whole lot I can say. I'm just going to kind of reflect on a question that I've heard actually over 20 years, and that is, do you remember where you were at? And I do. Uh, I remember uh, that question coming up uh, when the Kennedy assassination happened uh there were people they would always ask on you know on the eve of the um or not on eve but on the day that we remember when kennedy was assassinated they always say you remember where you were when that event happened of course that that event happened before i was born but i remember asking my mother uh, mom do you remember where you were at when Kennedy was assassinated, she goes, "Yes, I do. I remember it vividly." And I, it's 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 very interesting. I remember exactly where I was when the planes hit the towers. I'll I was working at the place that I'm currently working at. Um, I've been there almost 23 years. As of next month, it'll be 23 years. So uh, I had been uh, an employee at my place of employment uh, for three years. Oh, no, not quite three years. Um, It was almost three years. And we had this uh, situation, not situation, we have this uh, policy, I guess you could say, whenever we have too much staff and not enough work on the schedule, they will issue what is called VTO or voluntary time off. And they will go through and they will ask, people based on seniority and and whose turn it is uh hey do you want to go home 
for the day? And I said, sure. That day, I, you know, I went home. Normally, because I have to be at work at such an early hour, normally if I get an opportunity to go home, I will go back to bed and get some sleep. Well, that morning I decided that, you know, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to turn on the TV and watch the news. And my children were not school age yet. So I think my son was five and my daughter was two. And of course, they were kind of up early and their mother, I believe, had to go to work. So they stayed home with me and so they were up and we were in watching TV and I just happened to be, I, I don't remember, I was sitting in the rocking chair, I was sitting in the recliner, I don't remember which, I don't remember that specifically, I think it was a rocker, and I was watching Good Morning America or something to that effect, and all of a sudden this breaking news that a plane had hit the... Uh, I believe it was the South Tower first. And so they cut right to it. And I'm thinking, oh, somebody in a in a small prop plane probably wasn't paying attention or whatever and hit the hit the tower. But when they went to the tower, it was on fire really, really bad. And it had uh, it was like, man, it looked worse than just a, a single prop plane. And then they said that it had been a jet airliner that had hit the tower. And so we're watching it, and then the next, the next thing was uh, they said that it, they weren't sure, but they, apparently it was a, some kind of a, an attack. They didn't actually say terrorist, but they said that it was a jet airliner. And I remember as we were watching that live, while they were talking about this, the second plane hit the other tower and just went right into it. And immediately, I remember thinking to myself, Osama bin Laden. Now, some of you might be thinking that, oh, you didn't think that, or you, uh, uh, you're you just kind of throwing, overlapping something, folding something into your memory. That it, No, 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 no. I remember thinking immediately it was Osama bin Laden. And I'll tell you why I knew that he was involved. Several months before the attacks, I remember watching the news, because I pay attention to these things. I was watching the news. I've been, I've been paying attention ever since the uh, 93 bombing of the World Trade Center. And his name had been thrown around then. And Osama bin Laden had stated openly that something major was going to happen. He said that. The news outlets all reported that. They all reported it. And I took note of it. Now, I was like everybody else. I, you know, I, I heard it. And, you know, you, they tend to talk real big and then you don't really see anything or you don't see anything of consequence. But given the fact that we were, we had already been in the region, uh, our military had already been in the region because of the first Gulf War. And I knew a little bit about 
because I pay attention. I knew enough about Osama bin Laden. Uh, I didn't know everything, but I I'd heard his name bandied about, and I knew that that he was a bad guy, and I knew that they had already made an attempt one time to assault the United States. Now, I didn't know, like everybody else, I didn't know how that would take shape, but when I remember when uh, OBL had made his threat, I was like, we need to pay attention to this. <clears throat> of course, you know, we didn't have any earthly idea, you know, I'm I'm not on the intelligence. I'm not in the military. I, you know, but it it really wasn't that hard to understand. It really wasn't that hard to grasp. And so, anyway, when I saw that second plane hit the towers, my first thought was Osama bin Laden. He made good on his threat. I knew that's what it was, and that was before everybody in the news started associating Osama bin Laden with these attacks. I knew that's who was responsible. And then, of course, we heard later on about the uh, the attack on the Pentagon and then also the, uh, the, the plane that went down in uh, the Pennsylvania field because the passengers bravely sacrificed themselves to prevent another attack. I remember all of those things. Now, as as you can tell in my recollection, some of the details are a little sketchy, but I knew exactly where I was when that happened. I know, I, I remember I was sitting in a chair. I remember I was, I was working on something to do with my work pants or my shoes. I think, I think I was working, I was messing with my, my work boots and re relacing them or whatever and I was munching on some toast or something like that and my kids were in the room uh, and of course they're too young they were too young to really understand what was going on but I followed I watched for a while as we as as the world as the world did as as certainly our nation did and then I remember seeing so much damage. I was like, those towers are going to collapse. And I remember when watching the video as the first tower collapsed and the, the, the plume of, of dust and debris that just uh, kicked up because of those towers going down. It was just, it was such a surreal, sobering somber moment as even though I couldn't see individuals I knew that there were people in there that didn't make it out I knew there were a lot of people in there that didn't make out make it out and the horror and the the fear that they felt and some of them were probably maybe mercifully some of them were killed instantly when the planes actually hit the buildings and, and the explosion went off. But there were those who were trapped and they, they couldn't go down. There was no escape. That had to have been, that was probably the worst horror that anybody could ever imagine. And I, there's a, there's a scene in the original Star Wars movie, it's very famous, where 
Obi-Wan Kenobi is on the Millennium Falcon as they have left Tatooine, uh, he and Luke and, and the two droids. And uh, Obi-Wan is training Luke with that little uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, that little robot orb with the stun laser, you know, and training him with the, the lightsaber. And right at the end of the training session, or I guess in the middle of it, all of a sudden Obi-Wan Kenobi has this moment where he, like, feels like he's going to faint, and he sits down and he's asked what's wrong, and he says, there's been a, I don't remember the quote, I'm a huge, I've seen the movie a thousand times and I don't remember the quote, but the long and short of it is is that he just, he felt like, Millions of souls have just cried out in horror. And uh, I have to tell you that I really kind of understand that feeling. Because I almost felt like there were thousands of souls, and as it turned out, that's what it was, at least 3,000, had just perished and, and just cried out in horror. What a horrible, horrible situation and we uh i i'm I'm not going to be one of those that that gives into this notion of that was when we were the most united i remember after it wasn't very long after but we had a picture of congress and we had republicans and democrats independents all standing together as if they were unified and i was looking at them nancy pelosi was among them I was looking at them, and I'm like, this is just a photo op. There were politicians in that crowd that helped our intelligence failures and helped ignore the alarms that Osama bin Laden had sent us. He told us outright what he was going to do. I mean, he didn't tell us exactly what he was going to do, but he told us something was going to happen and that he was going to be a part of it. So I'm looking at these people and some of those, a lot of them in that crowd were responsible for our intelligence failures. And for them to stand up there and act like they're unified with the rest of them, the only reason why they appeared unified was because they knew that the American people were very, very, very angry that this happened. We were very angry. The, the citizens of the United States were unified. Liberals, conservatives, progressives, independents, Democrats, Republicans, Christians, non-Christians. Even, even I, I would venture to say there were even Muslims in this country who were appalled and outraged that this happened. So I believe the American citizens were unified. But the, the, the people in Congress, there were some, there some very bad players. I don't believe, and I'm not trying to politicize it. Well, maybe I am a little bit. Um, I'm going to tell you, people like Nancy Pelosi, Charles Schumer, Hillary Clinton, Patrick Leahy. Oh, goodness. I don't remember all who were there at the time. I'm not going to run through the list. But anyway... I remember looking at Maxine Waters, uh, certainly um, those people are bad people. 
I'm just going to tell you right now, they are evil people. They're bad, bad politicians. Okay? They're not interested in helping the citizens of the United States. I'm, I'm going on record as saying that. Nancy Pelosi is evil. Charles Schumer is a bad guy. I have no respect for them. So when I'm sitting there looking up there, seeing them up there trying to look somber, they were, they were not unified. They just knew that if they tried to take a contrary position, the American people would throw them out of office. So it was politically expedient for them to be up there and to look like they were unified. At any rate, um, that's pretty much all I got to say about this whole situation. It's just that we're now on the eve of the 20th anniversary of the 9/11 attacks on this country, and it should remember it should be remembered as a horrible event. And as a footnote, I'm going to say this: the policies of the current administration have not learned the lessons of 9-11. Not learned the lessons. And as a matter of fact, we're now in a very, very vulnerable position for something like this to happen again. And there's nothing that a terrorist organization would like better than to, quote-unquote, celebrate the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by doing something else. It may not happen right on 9-11, but it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen on our soil, and it's going to be bad. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't like my podcast to be somber and down and depressing, but I have to tell you that you would think that mantra that we've been saying since 9-11-2001 was never forget, well, too many people have forgotten and now we have a generation we have a generation that was not born yet at the time that this this tragedy occurred this 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 terrible event this this terrible uh, assault on our homeland by evil people there are people who have not grown up they've they've only understood it as something that happened before they were born it clearly impacted me and my generation but their generation, they, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying I blame them for this, it's not their fault, but they don't understand the, the very vivid reality that this put us in. And I'm afraid that they're going to have their unfortunate opportunity to experience this. At any rate, um, just... Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I'm going to be back with a little bit more upbeat podcast coming up real soon. Uh, talk to y'all later. Bye.